you are alive. Be honest with God and yourself. More than likely, you are living, struggling, and wrestling with some type of temptation. It does not matter who you are, where you live, your pedigree. More than likely, all of us are living, struggling, and wrestling with some type of temptation. If it's not one type of temptation, then it is another type of temptation. It's not the temptation of worry or workaholism, then it might be the temptation of unbelief or underachieving. It's not the temptation of lust, laziness, or lukewarm spirituality. That it might be the temptations of procrastination, pride, and prayerlessness. It's not the temptations of egomania, envy, or an attitude of entitlement. That it might be the temptations of living in denial, delusion, or even drug use or addiction. It's not the temptations of carnality, coveting, complaining, that it might be the temptations of overindulging, overthinking, or overeating. If it's not one type of temptation, then it might be another type of temptation. I wish I had the grown and spiritual on this Sunday morning who could just raise that sanctified finger and say, I am in the 99.9% of people in Watch Chapel, virtually or in person, who are living, struggling, and wrestling with some temptation. Can I preach this morning? Truth be known, I'm not just wrestling with one temptation. If I start lifting fingers and counting my toes, I have to admit I am wrestling, living, and struggling with multiple temptations at the same time. Come here, Paul, talking to Romans in the seventh chapter. The good I would do, I don't do. And the evil I shouldn't do, that's what I find myself doing. Oh, wretched man, oh, wretched woman that I am. Come on, help me preach. According to this text, we are not by ourselves. As Paul said to the church at Corinth in 1 Corinthians 10, 13, no temptation that we have encountered is strange or uncommon to man. But everybody wrestles with temptation. According to this 
narrative that we find in the first book of the Bible, man by the name of Esau, once upon a time earlier in his life, lived, struggled, and wrestled with temptation. More specifically, Esau's temptation was the temptation of animosity, antagonism, beef, and bitterness towards not a stranger, but towards his twin brother, Jacob. You are familiar with their history. Esau was justified in his feelings of strife and estrangement towards his brother Jacob. Jacob, we know, was a rascal, scoundrel, conniving schemer, who though he had a twin brother by the name of Esau was not brotherly, was not committed to comradeship, was not an amigo, was not a friend, but was a low-down, dirty scoundrel who cared about nothing but himself. If you know the story, on two separate occasions, Jacob took advantage of his brother's weaknesses. One occasion, Esau was hungry, Deacon Wall, after a day of hunting in the field, comes back to the homestead famished. Though Esau was short-sighted, Jacob was a schemer and said, I'll give you some northern pinto beans. If you give me your birthright, Esau, short-sighted, not thinking about tomorrow, next week, next month, next year, says, give me the beans. You can have the birthright. Another occasion, a few years later, Jacob and his mama scheme Esau out of his blessing as the oldest child. Esau cries bitterly and asks his father, do you have a blessing for me? His father tragically says the blessing is gone because your brother has schemed you out of the blessing. Two children, same mama and same daddy. Yet, Esau has been bamboozled, connived, and deceived by his brother Jacob. You are familiar with Genesis. Esau has made up in his mind, Sam Robinson, that it ain't going to be the end of the story. He's deceived me not once but twice. I'm going to get my payback. As Christopher Wallace said, what's beef? It ain't done yet. When I see Jacob, I'm going to get, as James Brown said, the big payback. Do I have a witness in here? While we laugh, while we chuckle, there are many of us who have come to watch chapel with the same sentiment. 
somebody in our life who has run game on us, somebody who has bamboozled us, somebody who has taken out kindness for weakness, somebody who has schemed and conspired against us. And though they are not physically in the sanctuary of Watch Chapel right now, in our heart of hearts, in our minds, as we are thinking, we are thinking ways of how we are going to get them back. The real folk going to say amen. They broke your heart and you hadn't let it go. They borrowed money from you, said they were going to pay it back in three months, and you have not let it go. They said, till death do us part, and then developed a work wife or a work husband. And then what they said at the altar turned into lies and deceit. Never expected the person to treat you the way they treated you. And if we're honest with ourselves on this Sunday morning, I wish I had some help from real folk. 99.9% of us have wrestled with the feelings of animosity, beef, and struggle because of what somebody did to us along the journey in life. Do I have a witness on this Sunday morning? Esau has made up in his mind he is going to get Jacob back. But look at Genesis chapter 33. Down the road, the same Esau, who in Genesis chapter 27 made up in his mind that he was going to enact revenge on his brother. It's word that his brother is on the way and they are going to cross paths. Jacob, if you read Genesis chapter 32, is bracing and preparing for the confrontation. If you know something about his family, Jacob puts his main woman, the one he loves the most, Come on, I'm in the book. And the son he loves the most in the back puts the two. They call them servants, but we call them side pieces. Up front. In the, let them, I don't care what happened to them, but. Puts cross-eyed Leah behind them. Puts Rachel in the back. Can't have nothing happen to her. The book says, as Jacob walks and prepares himself, he already sends goods, cattle, property, and resources to grease the skids, lest there be conflict. Esau does what nobody expects. While Jacob is preparing for a fight, Esau runs to meet his brother, puts his arms around him, 
kisses him and they weep because Esau has decided, watch chapel, it ain't too late to let it go. Can I preach on this Sunday morning? There's somebody who needs to hear this word on this Sunday morning. Despite, they, despite the wrong they did to you or how they betrayed you, today is the day to let it go. Despite how they deserted you or took your kindness for weakness, it ain't too late to let it go. Despite how they dogged you out and may still be dogging you out, it ain't too late to let it go. There are some of us right now who are wrestling with feelings of vengeance, vindictiveness, and I'm going to get you back. Something happened 10 years ago, 5 years ago, last year or last month, and you are still scheming, still conspiring, still working in your mind how you going to call the IRS, how you going to put sugar in their gas tank, how you going to call their new place of employment, how you going to call their new man or their new woman and give them information, how you going to slide into their DM. But now I'm telling somebody on this first Sunday, today is the day I'm going to let it go. It ain't too late to let it go. Can I preach this? As the Holy Spirit is talking to you right now, through your pastor, through the preacher of the gospel, it ain't too late to let it go. It ain't too late to lay down your weapons. It ain't too late to lay down the beef. It ain't too late to let go of strife. It ain't too late to say it ain't worth it. It ain't too late for you to pull back. It ain't too late for you to let it go. I know you're in pain. I know you're hurt. I know you might feel like a fool, but let it go. What does this Esau teach us about letting it go? Esau lets it go because of time. happened 15 years ago. He's 51 now. He ain't 36. He ain't on campus no more. He ain't living there no more. Time has taken place. Can I preach this? Some of us right now are still living in 1999, still living in 2006, still living in 2015, where God, by his grace, has allowed us to see February 5th, 2023. You're in a new decade. You're in a new generation. You're in a doggone new millennium. And some of us are still emotionally, psychologically, spiritually stuck in 89, in 79, in 99. My gosh, time keeps on ticking. And because time keeps on ticking, you've got to allow God and time 
has ever been cut. Not emotionally, I'm talking about physically. Fell down. Got a scab. If you keep on living. That scab. Come on, talk to me. Aloe vera. Vaseline, cocoa butter, shea butter is going to heal. You just got to give it time. I'm telling somebody right now, just give it time. Your heart's going to heal. Give it time. Your mind is going to renew. Give it time. You're going to get somebody new. Give it time. But sometimes we are still living in yesterday and have not appreciated is on our side. He lets it go because of time, but it ain't just time. He lets it go because he himself is thriving. Notice as his brother Jacob comes with resources that he acquired Legitimately from his uncle Laban to bless Esau and grease the skids and pacify Esau, lest Esau get the big payback. Esau responds by saying, No, I have enough. Jacob wants to get in good favor with Esau by blessing him. But Esau says, no, I'm good because God has blessed me. Now, this is going to bless somebody right now. I need my real saints to talk and walk with me right now. You don't need to get them back. You don't need to be vindictive. You don't need to drop a dime on them because God has allowed you to thrive in spite of what they done did. Anyhow, 
Saul's thriving, in spite of what Jacob did. Temptation is, say, give me that too. But ain't nothing like God blessing you. Ain't nothing or no greater blessing than the hand of Almighty God. You know the story, Jacob got what he got because he's been a crook. He's been a thief. He's been a conniver. He schemed his uncle Laban out of what he had. And he's trying to give it to somebody else. Play it hot already. But look at old Esau. The scheme is 20 years ago. Your scheme is 15 years ago. But guess what God has been doing? God has been blessing me. God's been working on me. God's been promoting me. God's been using me. God's been opening doors for me. The challenge is to take your eyes off Jacob and look at God. Can I tell you one more thing? You don't have to get him back. Time is on your side. Because you are thriving because of what God is doing. But you don't have to get them back. But you can let it go. Because trusting God makes the difference. Can I help somebody? Esau's problem earlier is that he had been trusting his brother much and trusting God too little. Maybe that is my problem. Trusting folk too much and trusting God too little. Trusting his brother to do him right but his brother did him wrong. Trusting his brother to bless him when he was hungry but his brother took advantage of his hunger. And maybe Esau had to learn what we have to learn. That yes, I can trust folk, but ain't nobody better to trust than Almighty God.
Vincent Eastall had been connived and conspired and deceived by his brother, he is now trusting God. Do I have a witness in here? Does anybody know it pays to put your trust in God? David said some people trust in horses. Some people trust in chariots. But you ought to trust in the name of your God. Do I have a witness in here? Anybody know that trusting God makes the difference? Honey, don't trust in that job. You better trust God. Yes, love your spouse, but don't put them or make a God out of them. You better trust God. Yes, love your children. Look out for your children, but your children ain't God. You better trust God. Yes, trust the pastor. Trust your church, but your pastor and the church ain't God. You better trust God more than you trust anybody. And somebody knows when you put your trust in God, when you put your belief in God, when you put your faith in God, you'll open doors. He'll make ways. He'll prepare a table for you in the presence of your enemies. Do I have a witness in here? Anybody know that you trusted God and God blessed you anyhow? Anybody got a testimony? The testimony comes from the text. And now that you got the testimony, because you're trusted, you can thank God. That's the close. Thank God for what he's done. Thank him for what he's doing. Thank him for being an overcomer. Thank him for the experience. But now I've got a testimony. I've got a shout. I've got a story. Doesn't matter what Jacob did. I'm blessed in the city. I'm blessed in the field. I'm blessed in February. Doors have opened. Waves have been made. Plans have been answered. Thank you, God. I want you to look at what God did for you in spite of what they tried to do. Despite them scheming, lying, God is blessing you anyhow. And guess what? You don't have to look over your shoulder. You don't have to 
put your head on a swivel. You don't have to worry about who's showing up at your house. You don't have to worry about who's calling your phone. You got peace. they got more. Honey, you don't know what they had to do to get it. You don't know what they have to do to keep it. More money, more problems, more stuff, more challenges. You think, look at Jacob. Jacob was a rascal. He got to walk down the street had them problems. God did it. I said God did it. If you're able, stand to your feet. Let me just say this word, let it go. I'm extending invitation to discipleship, but Somebody needs to hear this. I'm going to take my time a little bit. Let it go. Your blood pressure ain't worth that key. Your sanity, your health, your wellness ain't worth that estrangement in the life of your family. They go. God blessed you in spite of what they tried to do. I'm gonna just say this. I couldn't, I y'all didn't let me finish the sermon the way I wanted to. Mr. Fader's old school, let God fight your battles. God can handle them in ways that we can't. Because if I handle it, I'm going to go to jail. I'm going to do a bid. I, 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 I ain't telling you what I know now. If I, if, I, if I put my hands on it, let God fight it. Let God handle it. Somebody, my sister, my brother. That requires that we trust God. Letting God fight something that we know we can handle? Come on, I'm talking to my real saints right now. Because we know how to make some stuff happen. That requires that we trust God. That's what salvation is all about, my sister, my brother. I'm extending the invitation for some man, some woman to become a believer right now you to put your trust in God. Accept the gift of salvation. Unite with Watch Chapel. Is there one this morning? My sister, my brother, you want to unite this sister coming right here. Amen. Deacon Long, yeah, take her right there. Hey, right. Raise your hand a little higher there. Amen. Raise your hand if you want to accept Christ. Raise your hand if you want to unite with Watch Chapel. 
during the overflow, raise your hand. There's a deacon over there. Raise your hand, my sister. Raise your hand, my brother. You know, except Jesus, you want to unite with Watch Chapel. Raise your hand wherever you are. This word was for somebody. I want you to come to the altar. And I'm taking my time. We're about to celebrate the Lord's Supper. And I don't want anybody to take the Lord's Supper with strife, beef, unforgiveness on your spirit. Come on to the altar now. You know you hadn't let it go. And I ain't, look, ain't nobody minding your business. We ain't asking you who did what, when, what. That ain't nobody's business but you and God. But you know in your heart of hearts. Everybody take a step forward. Take a step forward and make room. If you saw them in the wrong place at the wrong time and could get away with it, Now, I'm talking to my real folk right now. If you saw them <laughs> the wrong place, the wrong time, just you and them. Y'all know sometimes we don't say nothing, we just do like this. issues, but my son needs, my daughter needs, my grand, I know you may not like me, it ain't for me. Take a step forward, everybody. But, it's like, oh, you, you calling me? You know my name? Let it go. David says, God will prepare a table for you. You don't have let me help somebody. Thank the Holy Ghost. We may not lay hands on nobody. Sometimes we're gonna lay our tongue on people. You too old to be fighting now. You you too old for that. You mess around and tear the killies. Mess up the ACL. You too old for that. Nobody come and see Nanny in jail now. Sometimes we're going to put our tongue on folk. This is the challenge. Holy Spirit, oh, keep my tongue. When the name comes up in the conversation, when somebody asks you about them, amen. Yeah, I know him. I know her. Amen. Praise be to God. Lord, I pray right now for the spirit of forgiveness.
deliver us from resentment, deliver us from animosity, deliver us from bitterness, deliver us from being vindictive, angry. Show us what you've done for us in spite of what they tried to do. Show us what you're doing for us in spite of their sabotage and schemes and hustles. Show us how you have blessed us in spite of them. Keep working on our hearts. We don't want to be bitter. We don't want to be hard-hearted. We don't want to be calm, nasty, bitter old men and old women. We want the joy of the Lord. Pray now for every man and woman to receive the joy of the Lord and the peace of God that passeth all understanding. Deliver, set free. Jesus' name. Amen. Supper. We prepare to serve and celebrate the Lord's Supper. We want to do so reverently, obediently, in a celebratory manner. If there's anyone who does not have the elements, please raise your hand so you may be served. Raise your hand high. Deacons, raise your hand high, please. Gentlemen, right here, two in the back. Raise your hand high, please. Any other baptized believers who do not have the elements? Amen. Well, we thank you for this opportunity to participate in this holy ordinance of the Lord's Supper do so reverently, we do so cheerfully, we do so obediently. Thanking you for the sacrifice of your son on the cross of Calvary. Thanking you for sending Jesus in our stead. We thank you, God, for loving us so much that your son died for our sins. We are agents and ambassadors of reconciliation. Reconcile any and every relationship that is estranged. As we partake of this 